0: Hi, we're Katie, Jessica, and Shannon, and this is Boy Problems Podcast, a community focused on supporting families navigating substance use disorder. We hope sharing our stories, introducing you to experts, and answering all the questions you have no one else to ask will help you better navigate your story.
1: Through our partners' recoveries, we found each other and formed our own squad, one we know is so valuable to how we manage this disease in our relationships. So we started bringing a microphone to our hangouts to extend our conversations to others just like us. When you're here, you're not alone.
0: If you're listening, you probably know we met at a family support group, and our bonds have grown stronger through sharing our stories and supporting each other. When we think about the thing that's helped us most, it's that. So we'd like to extend that community to you. If you're feeling like no one understands what you're dealing with, or you're looking for a community of like-minded individuals, consider joining us for our virtual support group. For details, visit Recovering2.com. We know what you're going through and we're here to help. We're recovering too.
2: Hi everyone. Welcome to Boy Proms podcast. We are excited to be back and bring you another
1: fantastic episode.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, before we get into today's episode, I don't, I don't want to like dive too deep into the conversation before we um, touch on, like circle back to something from our last episode. We had really gotten into some things with you and Kevin and you had mentioned, oh, man, he's going to like shit his pants when he hears this or (laughs) we're going to we're going to be talking about this. And I know that I'm curious. So maybe other people are like, have you guys talked about that last episode? And What's that like?
2: Yeah. So I was very nervous for him to come home that day because he is an avid listener. So Wednesday I worked from home and he came home and he he came upstairs and he was just like shooting the shit. And then he's like, so the episode. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, what'd you think? And he basically said it was fine. He understood um, that um, he didn't appreciate not that he didn't appreciate he didn't like that I said that we were on a rocky path and um which I get and also he said that like 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 he just doesn't like care like he he did a ton of really bad shit to me and so if I'm bitching about him smoking cigars in the grand scheme of things he's okay with me bitching about cigars because he fucked me so hard before. <laughs> really I, mean, it, I thought it was gonna be a long thrown-out conversation I thought he was gonna get into it and I said honestly I was like if you want to get into it like can I just turn on the microphone so that we could record this
1: like I don't really have much to say I thought he did but he didn't so okay I was surprised that's interesting well do you think it's opened the door for you guys to to talk about like the therapy sessions or the the resentments or the spending time together like you know is that still to come
2: Yeah. So we, he said that he recognized that him going out and smoking cigars, um, took away from our time. And, um, so he was mindful of that. And, uh, and then he's always been open to group counseling or not group counseling, couples counseling. So that wasn't, that wasn't a thing really. So yeah, I thought it was going to be a big thing. And it wasn't. He didn't really care and he's gonna keep smoking his cigars and doing his thing. So (laughs) are you gonna
3: like at all? Were you kind of hoping that he would like be yes wild a little
2: bit and like you guys could like make some progress? Yeah, yeah, I was hoping that he would be like, you know, I didn't really understand how much it hurt you. And, um, <laughs> I'm saying all this and he's like right outside the door. Um, you know, he didn't mention anything about the dad portion of it, which was a little bit disappointing. Um, so it's so funny cause he's going to listen to this too. so you guys know. He's gonna- <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, I want to be honest and
1: that's just where mm-hmm. we are. So, um, it only helps us grow. So well, yeah. Yeah, I'll take well, it. Sounds like you guys will uh, revisit it again. <laughs> yeah. Look forward to the conversation, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for uh, giving that update. I was I was just curious. Yeah. What no, that was like, too. Yeah.
2: Um, well, I, so I think the topic tonight... Um, actually, Jessica, why don't you start with why we're having this topic today?
3: Did we even say what the topic is?
2: The topic, the topic is snooping.
3: The topic is yeah snooping but in general I, yes okay so it's
1: snooping and it's, snooping, I think we've also like I think we also all refer to it as investigating sometimes detective work detective work which I <laughs> as I was thinking about it I was like I feel like maybe we do that because it sounds less shady like shady <laughs> than snooping yeah, but I agree. when well, you uh, get down to it it's like all the same
3: the real reason we're having this conversation is snooping. It wasn't really detective work, although I've done a lot of that in the past. Um, this came up because I have shared that my husband relapsed <clears throat> a couple of months ago now, and, or whatever, and uh, he's so he's been doing the steps since then, and <clears throat> he has working with a sponsor and he has this like notebook that he uses for his step work and he had been like he got it out and he'd been writing like notes about like his recovery plan we had been talking about it he was writing notes down and it was in the kitchen and then he was upstairs with the baby and the notebook was just lying there and I was like I really wonder what what's in there (laughs) like I really want to know like what is he writing in there and I looked at it and I felt so bad (laughs) so it was like I wasn't like looking for anything I was just like like it was a really nosy situation where I was like I wonder what he's been writing because he's been doing his fourth step and I was like man I wonder if he's written anything bad about me or written things
2: I don't know about and what is the fourth step can you tell people who may not be in a 12-step
1: thing what's what's the fourth Well, just with the premises, you just write. I think you write down all your resentments. It's the inventory. It's inventory. Oh, so you're like taking an inventory, kind of all of all the like resentments you may have, or the like ways that you've hurt people, or, or or things like that. So yeah,
3: and it's like it's basically like things. Yeah, it's like resentments or things about, like for him, he's like just writing things that like he explained that, like, he, ways that he sees, like, himself and other people, like, you know, like, the annoyances he has with other people are really, like, things that he doesn't like about himself that he sees in others, and so it's not all great stuff, you know, it's like, you know, and so um, it's a very private thing, and I shouldn't have done it, because it wasn't, like, I wasn't looking, like, it wasn't because I mistrusted him in some way, it was really just, like, oh, I haven't done this in a while. And we had kind of been in a fight and, you know, the relapse. And I was like, well, FN, I'm going <laughs> to do this. But really, I shouldn't have because <laughs> it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. Um,
1: so there, done that.
3: Yeah. Um, so it was a really complicated thing because it was like, okay, I did it. And then I can't keep secrets. I don't know. I can't keep a secret at all. And so I was like, instantly told him. As soon as the baby was done, I was like, I have to tell you something, I read this. And, uh, and he's like, oh my, god, he was like terrified. And um, yeah, so anyways, I, it, it led to a good conversation. It was like hard because I shouldn't have read it. Like it was very private to him and the things he had written weren't for me to see. And it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't like talking badly about me. It was like true stuff. But it just was like, oh, I wasn't expecting to, like, read things about, like, you know, resentments against me and stuff. But obviously there are some. I mean, we live together. You know, there's going to be something. Um, I was on the list twice. And I was like, why was I on the list twice? He's like, well, I did it another day and thought of other stuff. (laughs) Like, I did it more than one day and thought of more things. It's like, okay, so I'm on there twice. That's tight um So, kind of opened up a conversation with like Katie when I told her, like, you know, I don't really, I don't feel good about doing this, but it comes from like the past when I didn't trust him and I didn't know if he was actually doing step work or actually doing the thing. So, um, it was almost like a little validation of like, oh, he's really doing it. And it like did, it was kind of like nice to see that he was actually doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely a violation of his trust. So, but, you know, I used to do it a lot more because he was lying all the time. And like, I would, you know, check for anything, like messages on his Facebook account or like, you know, I, I can't even like, or i look at his phone when he was asleep. Like, what has he actually been doing? You know? So <clears throat> this was not that, but it, uh, I think it stems from the same place of like, just not really knowing and wanting some type of validation.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: but yeah, so that's that's what, that's what happened. Yeah.
1: No, I um, I can relate to that. I would say that I'm like actively fighting against the urge to like investigate and snoop like regularly. Um, mm. I think part of it is just a general like nosiness that I have just like naturally. And then when you layer on, you know, past experiences and issues with trust or trying to like figure things out, like it kind of in some ways became like a habit or like this, like, I don't know, like almost a, a routine or a sense of like looking for validation or security by being like, well, if I check these things and I don't see anything then it confirms that things are good. And so then you kind of need to keep fueling that to continue feeling okay. And so then it just becomes a habit. Um, and so then like, there would be a lot of times where I'd like mindlessly, like catch myself doing things like where it wouldn't even be, like, I I wouldn't set out thinking like, I am going to go find things. It would be like, I'd find myself walking past his backpack. And next thing I know, I'm like digging through it. like. Mm -hmm. What can I possibly find? Um, and so I am glad to say I haven't done that in a long time, but there are a lot of times where the thought pops into my mind and I have to like tell myself, no, don't do that. Remember you are working against this. So, um, the journal thing is a a big one for us. Um, you know, Jay is a musician, so he does a lot of writing in general. And um he writes a lot of sketches and things. And that kind of comes back from like, I mean, years ago before I knew what was going on, like I would I felt like he was like hiding things or like I didn't like he wouldn't like let me into like all of his thoughts. And so I was like, well, I will figure this out myself. And then Mm -hmm. I would find like lyrics and places and it would always be a little bit confusing because some of the things, you know, it would seem like, well, this could be about like current times, but maybe it's in reference to old things or like tapping into. And so we would get in a lot of arguments because I would bring up like, I saw what you wrote about like you know, wanting to sit at a bar stool and drink this whiskey or or whatever it might be. And he'd be like, that was like tapping into a character. Like that is not like, so it was creating sort of these false things that we would get in an argument about. And then he would be very offended and hurt that I was like invading his privacy. And, um, but then there would be times where I I would find bits and pieces that would like confirm things that were happening. And so that would continue me being like, okay, well, I've been wrong 90 times, but what about those 10 times I've been right? Like this might be the time I'm right again. Um, So yes, the journals and writing in general is a big one. And then uh, I mentioned like checking backpacks or looking in the car and and the phone also. So
3: mm-hmm. I've done it all. Yeah, you brought up uh, the backpack thing, and it reminded me that I still do this. But like, I drive <clears throat> his car, which I've been doing this week because my car is in the shop, and um, I'll still check the car for stuff like. Uh, mostly because I don't want there to be anything in there but also because I'm like did he forget something and like there's a clue you know it's like am I gonna see something um so I still do that and I don't I don't know if it's bad I don't know I don't know if I would want to stop doing it but like it gives me a peace of mind of like okay you know it's a checkpoint but it's like also I think I'm not like obsessing over it. i not like waiting for him to get out of his car. So I can go check it. <laughs> but yeah. I used to wait for him to fall asleep to check his phone for sure.
1: <laughs> Same. I guess there's so. kind of like the difference between where you are, you know, sort of like planning ahead, like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm waiting for this moment. And then when an opportunity presents itself and you just happen to be in the car and like look mm-hmm. around, they're mm-hmm. they're varying degrees of I don't know snooping investigating confirming things whatever you want to call it but Mm -hmm. I guess it always feels a little wrong when I do it
3: yeah it does to me too I mean this one especially it felt really wrong but we had a good conversation about it and I think you know at the end of the day I think the reason I do things like that is like what you said it's because they aren't sharing for whatever reason. And like, he's working on his recovery, but not with me, you know? And so part of it for me was like a little bit of like reassurance, like, oh, this is happening. You know, like this, there <laughs> is work being done. Um. So yeah, I mean, it didn't come from like this malicious place of like, I just wanted like, you know, ruin his night and confront him with like his inventory it was more of like oh it's right there like I know he's been working I wonder what else is in there like how much has he been working is he taking it seriously can I gauge like how serious he's taking this by like his responses um so it was some of that like you know is does like what he's selling me match up to like what's actually happening which is I think always where it stems from for me. Like he's doesn't always share things and I don't always know, like I can't always take things at face value. So, but it's a balance, you know, I, pro- I shouldn't have read his fourth step.
2: Yeah, so I think that my story just kind of differs from you guys and that I didn't, I wasn't detective. I didn't snoop. Um, but my story is different. The recovery story is different from you guys because Kevin was heavy, heavy, hard drugs for probably six years and I had no idea. And when I would say when I would just jokingly grab his phone, just to be like, oh, give me that phone. He would lose his mind. I mean, he would freak out. Don't take my phone. Um, he has a younger sister. Um, my sister would do that. And it just, it brings up so many bad memories of my sister taking my stuff. So I was not allowed to touch his wallet. I was not allowed to go in his car and I was not allowed to look at his phone. Now hindsight, those would have told me everything, but he made, at this point, you know, I'm already beat down, right? totally just couldn't think straight, you know, like, you know, I've said this before, like, I always used to say like, Oh, somebody who's in a domestic violence situation. Like I would never stay. I would never stay. Now I can absolutely understand why people stay because you just don't even necessarily know that you're in it or that it's bad or how bad it is when you're in it. So now had I known, um, I probably would have been detective or whatever, like his messages were filled with dr- like blatant drug stuff because I never looked at his phone. And to this day, like if I went, um, if I went and grabbed his phone and like looked at it, he wouldn't care. It makes me uncomfortable. I just think it's a violation of privacy and I wouldn't care if he went my phone. I don't think it's a violation of privacy, but it makes me very weird. And like, I know where his journal is, like he just hasn't setting out on a table and he just asked me to never read it because it was very personal and private and he wanted to feel that he could be open in it. And so like, I want to respect that on his path. So I just think it's a very interesting thing. Yeah. But I just
1: never got that feeling to snoo. That is you know I- interesting. Because also I- like the, immediately when you were saying the things, like when he's like, don't look in these, like those would have been what made me go and look like that's, that brings in like the things of how I justify why it's okay for me to look like, I could already feel myself being like, oh, if they told me not to look, I'd be like, well, there must be a reason. Like if there wasn't something you were trying to hide, you wouldn't care. And so therefore I now have to find what you might be hiding. And mm-hmm. so like, that's how I always like, there's lots of ways that I would justify why I should do it and why it was okay. And like, that would be one of them.
3: Yeah, it's reminded it me, I sense. used to like, spend time on his computer and like figure out passwords to things and I would like get into his email or like his reddit account or anything and I was just reading everything reading 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 like what is he saying (laughs) it was so bad but it was like I would spend like hours doing this like whenever I had the chance like at the especially at the very beginning of recovery it's like piecing things together on my own but also it's like so out of context you know like some of those things were like old or like I was drawing conclusions from things that weren't necessarily true (laughs) so it's definitely not healthy not something I would recommend but I think it's very natural to like want to know the truth and like have some sort of sense of reality or like because i would always feel like i'm going crazy it's like he would convince me that nothing was going on and i'm like well why does it seem like something's going on and it's like i know something's going on so then you're like obsessed with where i was obsessed with like finding it out so i felt better i never felt better but it was like I, there's it was it was justifying to me like or it was like uh it was like um it it helped me feel more sane, I would say, like, it was just like, okay, so I'm not wrong, and this is okay the way I feel, I mean, all these things are obviously very unhealthy, but in the moment, it was like, that's what I could do to, like, just give myself a little bit of peace of mind that I wasn't totally crazy.
1: Yeah, and like, and I knew that it was unhealthy, and that, you know, it made me feel bad for doing it, but then I would think, like, well, you know, he's done worse things than mm-hmm. this. Like me looking through his things doesn't even compare to what he's done to me. So like no big deal or, mm-hmm. you know, well, I mentioned the times where it's like, I've found things in the past that have given me the information I needed or maybe propelled a conversation or treatment. And so like that desire to to repeat that and be successful there, Um, yeah, I mean, this reminded me, Jessica, when you said the emails, probably the last thing I remember doing, it's probably been more than a year ago. I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but like the email, Katie, do you remember me calling you? Like I was panicked. Um, I was using Jay's laptop. Uh, I can't remember mine was, I left it at work or whatever. So I was using his laptop. And when I went to get on my Gmail his Gmail was logged in. And I took that as like a sign from the gods. Like, I didn't try to get into this. It's just here waiting for me to look. So, you know, if I just do like a quick glance, so be it. Mm -hmm. And so I did like a quick like search for things. And there was like an email from like a pawn shop or something like that, that I, I thought it was a pawn shop. And basically it was um, confirming his, him getting like a hundred dollars or something like in exchange for something else. And I immediately went to like, Oh my God, he's using pawn shops again. And this money, like he's hiding the money. And I called Katie freaking out. Yeah. um, Turns out So then I did have to confess it to Jay that, hey, I was looking through your email and this is what I found. Um, And turns out it was like this whole scam thing that he had never even seen. It had ended up in his spam folder. Uh, So I got all worked up for nothing. And then I also had to confess to snooping. So it it did not go well for me.
3: Yeah, and it usually doesn't. I mean, I can't tell you a time where it went well, where it was like, oh yeah, no, that's, babe, I'm, like, in recovery, and, like, I'm doing really well, and I'm totally sober and telling you the truth and telling you everything. It never ends up like that. <laughs> I mean, even if they aren't, I feel like you're looking for answers, and I feel like I would just, like, keep searching until I found something that was, like, oh, this is it, and I would make something out of nothing sometimes just because I felt like there was something, and then, like, I, and then I don't believe anything you're saying anyway, so we're just going to go back and forth about how this is not, you know, it was just this whole very unhealthy cycle.
1: Yeah. I think that's one of the most harmful things is that we have like convinced ourselves that we're doing this and it's going to make us feel better and give us some sense of the truth. And we're going to feel more secure in knowing the information, but it's really like a false sense of security because Mm -hmm. one, There have been times when I've snooped and I've missed information. And then I've thought, oh, everything's great. Turns out it's not. Um, Or there have been the other times where I think like, aha, I caught you and I found it and it's been completely wrong and out of context and then just created an issue like in our relationship. So it, it's not helpful. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, um, I think it goes to a lot that we've wanted to control the situation. And so finding something and it's proving like, I think a lot of it goes back to, you know, trying to control the situation and control something that we can absolutely not control.
1: Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I mean, when I really think down, like think about what the like real reason is beyond like, Oh, I just want to feel better or I'm nosy. It's, I want to find out whatever information I can so that I can now manipulate the outcome. Like I think if I find a clue that he's starting down the wrong path, I have some way of stopping it or changing the outcome. Like I'll be able to get him into rehab earlier and that will stop him from spending all of our money and our relationship won't blow up. And so it all goes back to this like one, like, need for control, and then also, like, just being so fearful of, you know, our relationship getting messed up, or him dying, and so I'm trying to intervene and make it turn out the way I want it to.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I relate a lot to that, like, it was always, like, a desperation, like, and I felt fueled by, like, the time-sensitiveness of it, like, that he could die and like this is very important and I need to get to the bottom of it. And so it was all very um it was just, yeah, it was just uh, just just this cycle of like I'm helping but it's hurting and like, you know, feeling like, well it's better, like what you said, it's better if I can just get to the bottom of it and we can get him to recovery and like it'll be fine. Everything will be good then. It's like but he wasn't yeah. ready. You know, and then it's this whole other thing. So yeah.
1: And it's trying to like reduce the amount of time that I am unaware of things. And because that's something that always really messed with me. The fact that I did not know for months what was going on and like, how could I have been so like dumb and naive to it? And like, I don't want to feel that way again. And so I'm like bound and determined to figure it out immediately so that Mm -hmm. I don't go months and months without knowing it
2: yeah well I was talking to Kimmon about this episode um beforehand and I was like um however I was telling him if you snooped if you relapse tomorrow I said you better bet your fucking ass I would be looking at your phone to just figure out when it happened so I, I think it's in me I just don't think I really had the opportunity or like I didn't have the bandwidth even um to snoop because it takes a lot of energy like like you said you spent like an hour or two like going through emails and trying to piece together the puzzle pieces and all that like i just didn't i didn't i couldn't have it in me like at the end of his drug use but now like i would try to find out like who he got it from where he got it um you know what i mean like i when he when i found out he was doing drugs like i made him call the drug dealer in the car with me and was like you motherfucker and you know he threatened to kill me but i mean whatever Minor detail well don't My worry day. you now
1: know that uh jessica and i can give you all the tips on on what yes. to do <laughs>
2: right
1: yeah
3: i see i'm the opposite now like i don't have that instinct like i used to like want to know all the details like uh, what where'd it come from when did you do it what day was like how much what how much did you spend where'd the money come from And now I just don't because I I don't know why, but it's just like, to me, it doesn't matter. You know, it happened and like I want to know generally, like, um, do you, like, there was a time when he had a drug dealer's phone number memorized. It was like, do you have a guy's number memorized? Do we need to block a number? Do we need to, you know, like, there are very like, it's more of like a checklist now, which is kind of sad because it's happened a few times, um, but it's more like, yeah, I've just gotten to this place where it's like, well, what do you need? And I don't really care about the details anymore. I, I think it helps me not to know all the details now. Like it's, I don't know, it's weird, but I, I definitely don't feel like I want to know like all the things like I used to. If he would used to tell me about a relapse, we would sit down and we'd go, okay, tell me every lie, tell me every, everything everything tell me everything and it would just be this long like list of all this stuff and it's like at the end of it I didn't feel better like I didn't trust them anymore so I don't know I don't have that uh desire any longer but
1: can't say that about the journal but other things I think I still have that desire to know all the details but I haven't had to go into the interrogation like I said I've really been working on not giving in to just like my the like habitual snooping and like part of it is um I guess thinking about the fact that it's like we want to build up trust and we like talk to them about a lot about building up trust but then it's kind of hypocritical if I'm then the one like breaking trust or invading his privacy so like that's something I try to think about um Mm -hmm. I've also like there have been times where I've literally moved his journal like if it's on the table I will put it in a drawer so that I'm not even tempted (laughs) or have Mm -hmm. asked him to move it so yeah
3: it's it's hard but yeah I agree with you it is kind of a like, you want to respect that, like, you want to respect their space, but for me, with Casey's journal, like, I want him to have the space to do what he needs to do, and to not feel like he can't be honest, and, like, really do the work, I feel very badly that I read his fourth step, (laughs) but, um, you know, it's also, like, I'm not perfect, this isn't, this is a process for both of us, I mean, it was triggering, and relapsing, and, like, yeah, I'm not, like, I might talk about it. Like he, you know, went to Kroger, like Katie said, but it's like, I, I just don't, I'm, it's not totally like, I don't care. It's just that I just have learned to let some things go, but other things are still very raw and like things that I haven't been able to stop doing.
1: Yeah. I think the thing that, um, really kind of stuck for me on where I was like, okay, Shannon, you have to make an effort to like, not do these things is that there was, uh, like a time when I had read his journal, it was like right after he had moved home and he was like, so upset, like almost to tears and like, not even, it wasn't like, I'm used to him getting mad, like showing like anger, but it was more of just like hurt. And then he like called his sponsor. He was on the phone with his sponsor and other people. And was just like, Like he was so hurt by it and like felt betrayed. And then also like, you know, told me like, I am trying to take my recovery seriously and like journaling and writing about my feelings is something I need to do for that. And like, I feel like I can't do that for fear of you like reading what I write or like I sit down to write and I like, I just hit like writer's block because all I can think of like is, well, make sure you don't write too much of the truth because what if Shannon reads it and like thinks into it? And so it was like a, a moment of where I realized like, damn, I'm like interfering with his recovery. And like the whole goal of this is like, I want him to do what he needs to do to be healthy and be in, be in recovery. And here I am like getting in the way of that. It's like self-sabotage in a way. So that's Mm -hmm. what I go back to a lot. Like you know, I don't need to know everything. And I want him to be able to do what he needs to do to like, continue to stay sober. It's hard, though. Oh, God. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I just take solace in the fact that one way or another, I've always turned out the truth. It just happens. Like it just, he it happens what like there's some obvious event or he'll tell me or whatever. So just trust that if it's happening, I'll find out, and then there's nothing else I need to do. Yeah, for sure.
2: So, well, that was a good combo, ladies.
1: I enjoyed listening to it. Thanks for letting <laughs> us uh, get this off our chest and confess our uh, our own bad behaviors. Right. Yeah, we suck
2: too. We play a role in this for sure, <laughs> just in general, <laughs> the addiction. Um, okay. Well, everyone. Uh, Thank you again for listening. Uh, Please rate, review, subscribe on your listing platform. Follow us uh, at Recovering2 at Boy Problems Pod and keep coming back. Thanks for spending time with us. We hope this story has helped you better navigate yours. Don't forget to subscribe so we can meet you here next time. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love by rating or reviewing. Need more support? Join our online community by visiting us at boyproblemspod.com. Whatever you do, keep coming back.
1: We're not licensed professionals. We're here to share our lived experience. So take what resonates and leave what doesn't.